Welcome to the Global Shift Podcast. I am your host, George S. Peterson. Join me as we discover how together we can not only create a shift in our own life, but in the lives of everyone we come into contact with. Learn how being of service, having a toolkit, and community can aid us in creating a more peaceful, happy, healthy world for all. Welcome to another episode of the Global Shift Podcast. I'm your host, George S. Peterson. Thank you for joining me. Sorry I've missed you the last few weeks. Wasn't my attention, but with everything we had going on with our retreat out in Oregon, I had to put all my attention on our retreat that we were hosting out in Crater Lake National Park. We have a collective called Nourish Mindful Events. It's a wellness collective, which consists of me as sort of the Vedic meditation and inspiration guy, Sydney Smith, my wife, who's a plant-based chef and an amazing space holder and really all things amazing. And then Jillian Alhanna, who is a breathwork healer and a yoga teacher. We just got done hosting our retreat out there in Crater Lake National Park, and we went over to Redwood National Park, too, over the border in California. So it was an epic trip that required all my attention, but also just decided to take advantage of that period where I knew I was going to have to give my all. And since I don't have an assistant helping me with the podcast, I figured I might use it as a chance to do some brainstorming around some rebranding ideas. Definitely going to re-record the intro for the podcast just so that is even more dialed in for you. But I figured today I could drop for you a short solo episode and then I'm going to just lock in on some interviews and continue starting this week, be putting an episode back out for you every week. So thank you for your patience. If you're listening to the podcast for tuning back in after my short little break, I do know the importance of consistency. And this is why actually today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about being more consistent with our inner work and our practices like meditation, you know, because this is something that will come up Sometimes with my meditation students, you know, I teach Vedic meditation and Vedic meditation is practiced 20 minutes twice a day, once in the morning, once again in the later afternoon, early evening. And sometimes what I notice is, is when new students learn to meditate, that first meditation, they have that one. You know, at first they're doing both, but oftentimes what I notice is that first meditation, that one continues to stick. That one, they've made a part of their morning routine. They do it every day. And the reason they do it every day because they get up and they get it done before they do anything else, before their other routines for the day get going. But sometimes it's that second meditation that isn't as consistent. And, you know, when it comes to meditation, if we continue on the topic of meditation, 
the only way to really benefit from meditation is by doing it every day. And, you know, because, and I'm sure you guys, if you've heard the podcast before, have heard me say this, but because we're living in a world where human beings are dealing with the same amount of stress in one day that they used to deal with over the course of their entire lifetime, one meditation these days is not enough to wander out not only the stress we're all faced with each day, but that backlog of old stress that's stored inside of our body. And, you know, I'm using stress as sort of a catch-all term for things like trauma and core wounds and pain and shame and conditioning and programming. And, you know, anytime we've gone into the fight or flight stress response, our body has stored up the memories related to those stressful situations. And so then when we experience a memory related to those stressful situations from the past, they cause us to loop back into the fight, flight, stress response. And so our past continues to dictate how we're showing up in the present moment of our life. In order to heal that past stress and get rid of that stress that we're all faced with on a daily basis, one meditation isn't good enough, right? And I consider meditation the foundational tenet of our body of inner work. If I'm not meditating, I'm going to be much more less likely to be doing the other things I need to be doing as well. So, you know, one of the things I like to say is meditation is not the only answer, but it will give you the answers. I remember hearing my meditation teacher talk about a woman who asked what meditation could do for a knot in her back. And you know, he said, while meditation might help with the knot in her back, what meditation will probably do is give you an intuitive hit that, oh, remember that girl you met in the grocery store recently who was a massage therapist? You should go see her. And then when you follow that inspiration or that voice of your heart inside, that meditation turns up and you go see the massage therapist, she ends up working out the knot in your back. So meditation isn't the only answer, but it will give us the answer. But with all of our inner work, not just meditation, almost, I would say, half of the benefits from our inner work are determined by consistency. Again, we're not going to benefit from meditation or something like a physical movement practice or a practice like breath work or any of the things that are part of our body of inner work unless we're consistent. And a lot of times we're not consistent because we're still making our practice an option. And so when our practice is still an option, we end up asking ourselves bad questions. Questions like, I wonder if, you know, I'm going to have time to meditate today, even though I have all these other important things that I need to be doing. And so when we ask questions like this that aren't very good, that aren't showing we're making our practice not an option, then those type of bad questions are going to lead to bad answers, which are going to get us bad results in our life. And so we have to start making our practice not an option. When we make our inner work in general not an option, but especially our meditation practice, then we start to ask ourselves better questions. Questions like, how am I going to make sure I make time to meditate? Or how am I going to make sure I make time to move my body today? Even though I have all these other things that I need to be doing. Or 
you know, what am I going to take off of my schedule to make sure I make time to meditate and do my other inner work today? Because doing my inner work and meditating each day is my priority. And so when we ask better questions like this, you know, that leads to better answers, which is going to get us better results. And, you know, if we're not asking good questions to ourselves, you know, this is a chance to be honest with ourselves and see how the questions I'm asking myself really showing the people around me that I'm making time for the things I say or I claim are important to me. And so, you know, we may think that there's other more important things that we need to be doing with our time in order to be successful. But if you just use meditation as an example, if you really want to be successful, then what you really want to do is learn a practice like meditation so you can do less and accomplish more in your life. In other words, you know, they asked my teacher's teacher's teacher what the greatest aspect a human being could have was. And he said the ability to discriminate. And he didn't mean against people. He meant to know in each moment what the first, second, and third best choices. And when you know what the first, second, and third best choices in each moment, it's like an archer who just knows, like, this is the first target I need to hit. This is the second target I need to hit. And this is the third target I need to hit, right? And then you don't have to run around getting all stressed out trying to fight, f- figure out or guess what you should be doing next, right? And when you're running around getting more stressed out trying to guess what you have to do next or unsure of what decision to make, that's how you end up wanting to take the edge off with something like drugs or alcohol. And it reminds me of a post actually my meditation teacher made recently, which said, meditation is my weed. And that was by my teacher, Light Watkins. And, you know, pretty much what he said underneath that post was, look, if you take the edge off every day with meditation, you're not going to have the desire to take the edge off anymore with alcohol. So in other words, when we meditate, it becomes easier to know what our next right indicated step is to be, right? Because we start when we meditate to turn the volume up on our heart. And if we follow our heart, things in our life are going to tend to work out for us more. But one of the telltale signs that something's coming from our heart voice is it's nudging us to move outside of our comfort zone. So it doesn't mean that, you know, because things are going to work out for us more, that we're going to become more comfortable. It just means that we're going to be on the path of putting growth and evolution in the first position in our life. And usually when we're putting growth and evolution in the first position in our life, we tend to experience less destruction. That's all that means. And so by meditating though, the reason doing our inner work and meditating can make us successful, right? And should be what we're doing if we really want to move through life a little bit more effortlessly is because these practices, especially practices like meditation, in Vedic meditation in particular, they give us more adaptation energy, meaning the ability to adapt better to the day's changes. So through meditation, we're able to adapt to whatever demands life presents to us, right? Progress in meditation is determined by the extent to which we can better adapt to the day's changes. And so 
you know, also as we launder more of that stress out of our body, we can physically and mentally perform better in all areas of our life, show up as a little bit better version of ourself. And so in order though to receive these benefits that meditation gives to us or any of these tenants of our body of inner work, like having a physical movement practice, having a breathwork practice, right? In order to receive benefits from any of these practices, we got to be consistent. And in order to be consistent, you're probably going to have to sacrifice something. Like maybe you're going to have to sacrifice watching a Netflix show that you want to watch, watching that sports game or, and you know, I've, I've watched Netflix, I've watched sports games, but what I know today is that meditation, my inner work, that's my priority. But if you are really going to make time for these practices in order to receive their benefits, you're probably going to have to sacrifice doing something that on some level you might rather be doing. But when you understand what you're leaving on the table by not making time to meditate and do your other inner work, then you'll start to realize the importance of being willing to let some of these things go in order to start prioritizing your practice and making meditation and your other inner work not an option, you know, but when you start prioritizing your practice and making it not an option like this, right? This is how you start to experience all of the benefits of these types of practices, but you have to be consistent. And the way you're going to be consistent is by making your practice not an option, by making your inner work not an option. And maybe that means you have to schedule it. Or maybe that means that you have to set up a consequence and reward, right? Because even though you might have the desire to make these practices a consistent daily habit of yours, right? The old habit of not being consistent with your inner work might have more of an iron grip on you than your new desire to start to be consistent. And so if that's the case, you might have to, you might have to put some skin in the game. You know, I'll give you an example is, you know, it's sort of even like, if you think about it, um, it, when I was using drugs and alcohol, I would, say that I was never going to use again. If you hooked me up to a lie detector test, I would have passed, but I used again. It's because the old habit of not staying sober had more of an iron grip on me than my new desire to stay sober until I did work, right? Until I did enough work to shift the momentum in my life in a different direction. And so when it comes to this stuff, For instance, I had this desire to start to prioritize writing my book, but the old habit of not doing it had more of an iron grip on me than my new desire to write the book. And so I wasn't getting it done. So I needed to put some skin in the game. So I told one of my meditation students, I'd give them $2,000 if I didn't get the book done. By August 31st, the book got done. I have a publisher. It's coming out at the beginning of the year. I probably wrote more after I told that girl I'd give her a few thousand dollars in the few months I had to finish the book than I had in the four years up until that point or three years, however long I'd been writing prior to that, right? So if you're struggling with consistency, maybe you 
You should put some skin in the game and set up a consequence and reward. I'm actually sitting in my room as I record this episode, looking at a check on the wall from one of my meditation students who said they were going to meditate three, I think they said 300 and yeah, 360 out of 365 days in the year, twice a day. And if they didn't, they were going to let me cash this check they gave me for $7,000. And they know I'll cash it, right? Because I would want them to do the same for me. I want people to hold me accountable. And so, you know, if you're struggling, even though you say you're going to do something every day, it might be because the old habit of not doing it has more of an iron grip on you than your new desire to do it. So if that's the case, you may need an accountability buddy. You may need to put something on the line, set up a consequence and reward, schedule it. But, you know, for instance, going back to the meditation, if I could bottle up all the benefits of meditation and put them in a pill, I'd have the entire world at my doorstep. What should I be prioritizing that's more important than a practice that can give me all those benefits, right? Enough benefits that if I put them in a pill and sold them, I'd have the entire world at my doorstep. There's nothing more important that I should be doing with my time. And like I said, if I am meditating every day, twice a day, I'm going to be more likely to make time for all the other important things I should be doing. So hopefully this inspires you to be consistent. You know, I'm not perfect. I should have been consistent even while I was on the retreat with this podcast, but I didn't because I didn't have enough episodes saved up in the can and I didn't get them edited. I didn't get any podcasts edited, right? Even though I could have had an episode for you, I didn't have time to edit it. And so I learned, right? Because anytime we're going through something, we want to import that question of what is this teaching me? So I imported that question into that situation of wishing I had got you a podcast out every week and realized what it's teaching me is I need to have the ed I need to have podcast episodes edited before I go on a retreat. Or I'm not going to be able to get one out because I'm just too busy while I'm hosting these retreats. Speaking of retreats, we got a few retreats coming up. One in Italy in May of 2024. I'll put the link to that retreat in the show notes. Come learn Vedic meditation. Learn to become a self-sufficient meditator. Come learn the advanced technique of rounding, which is an industrial strength stress release. It speeds up how quickly our body releases the stress stored inside of it. It's going to be epic. It's going to be in Italy. We have a private chef coming to do uh, you know, a private cooking class pasta making class, three course meal with you guys. We're going to do day trips uh, out to the coast in Italy. And we're going to be doing a lot of inner work and healing together. So join us for that. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. Also, we have a breathwork healer facilitator training coming up in January. So if breathwork is a practice that has impacted you and you want to learn to start sharing it with others, make sure that you get in on that. There's only a few spots left. We just had another sign up today, actually. Hope you enjoy this episode. Jay Guru Dave. Namaste. Namaste.